Welcome to the radio ministry of Full Faith International Ministries. Here with today's message of hope and inspiration is the pastor, Bishop Johnny Rutledge. Father, we do thank you now and we just love you, Lord Jesus, this morning. Father, we ask that you look down upon all of us, God, and be so kind and so merciful, Father, that we are sometimes forgetful, Father, that you brought us through that long night. You brought us through that long night, Father. You kept us on this so wretched byway and highway, Father. You did all of that. Lord, I ask that you would look down into my heart, Father, and if you find just any one thing, Father, that is not like you, I, I, I give you permission, Lord, to remove it. Take it out of me, Jesus, for I don't want to be anything but what you have made me to be. Lord, I love you today. I praise you. I worship you. I give you the honor. And I give you all the glory. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Lord, I need you. I didn't think my life would end up like it is right now. I made a lot of plans and thought I'd be in a better place. But I did it all without you.
This is your friend and brother Johnny Rutledge coming to you on the behalf of Full Faith International Ministry, a ministry in which we preach and lift the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You know, a young preacher asked me the other day, why do I always talk about Jesus and how come I never mention Christ? I told him they are one and the same. He was yet, he was yet a man, but altogether God. He could not separate himself from being man nor God. He was equally both. And when I mention Jesus, I'm talking about the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer, you know, the God of all, you know, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. I'm talking about the one that I personally met and changed my life from what it was to what it is. So I, I, I want that to be known that I'm talking every day, all day, about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And if I am to do any good work on this earth with the few days I have left, let it be done in the name of Jesus. Let it be done because I've been, I have truly been blessed. I've been truly converted and sanctified and fire, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, all that. I've been all of that because of none other than Jesus Christ. So why wouldn't I lift his name? Thank you, young preacher, for bringing that to my attention. This morning, saints want to just say something to you. Um, so happy to be here today on this radio broadcast. I just wish that we could do this all day, every day. But maybe the Lord will do that one day and we'll give God more glory. But right now, let's say this. I am so thankful that the Lord allowed me to lift his name up on this broadcast and any other place that I can tell somebody about Jesus. I want you to rejoice with me and be happy that Jesus let us do this work because in the end times, we will need to do more of it. We're going to do more teaching, more preaching, more singing, more praising, more churching. We're going to have to do it. Mentioned in church and I, on my way in today, I, I, I have a passion for the homeless because I've been homeless. I have a passion for sinners because that's all I ever knew was sin. That's all I ever hung out with was sinners. That's all I was, uh, all the time, a sinner. So I have a passion for those type of people. Now, this morning as I was on my way in, the Lord redirected my route some kind of way with my GPS in my car I put in the radio station, but I ended up at this local church, which I did spend a, a Sunday or so ago and enjoyed it and was blessed by the people. Spirit of God was there. My wife was there singing and uh, Donald and other people were there enjoying the service. Man, we had a wonderful time. And I ended up driving by a church this morning and I thought about the beautiful angelic spirit lady that invited me, Miss Barbara Harris how well she would have thought of me to bring me out to her church. And I want to tell her again and again, I just thank you and love you for that. And I pray a special blessing upon you and your children. And I notice that your heart is sincere 
because you kept mentioning your husband and things that he said. I did not get the information whether or not he was still with you or not. Uh, and I just said, I want to pray for your entire family today. And I asked the Lord to put a blessing upon them. And I wanted to mention to you especially that the Lord has spoken to me. And I seen something this morning that reassured me that God has a purpose and a plan in a future for that awesome place in which you call your church. As I drove by, I noticed that there were yet still two, two I, I suppose, men laying under thick, heavy clothing and blankets on the steps of the church. There was a cross in the front with a, with a purple shawl wrapped, a, wrapped around it, and, and the two men were uh, obviously asleep on the porch or laying there out of the cool underneath it, is, it appeared to be mats and pillows and things, but I thought immediately about the good sleep I had last night uh, as far as the bed being so comfortable and multiple layers of foam, and, and I did not feel not even one pebble or one hard spot. And then I looked at the church, and I saw these two men sleeping on the porch, and they were sleeping on concrete. So I, I assumed that the porch was their pillar last night, and they, and they must have had to sleep there for some reason or the other. But the Lord showed me something. Uh, when I originally saw that church some two years ago, I saw the same set, but it was only one person. And I took a picture of it, and never knowing that I would ever come back to that church. But this morning, I came back to it, and I saw those men sleeping out there, and the Lord revealed to me that that is, a, that is a great presentation of the work that the church can do. The church can be a refuge, a city of refuge for the homeless. The church can be a place where people come when they can't find nowhere to sleep, when they can't find nothing to eat. The church can be that because they're not looking so much for shelter. They're looking for a relationship. They are looking for something that can change their lives. Please, y'all, don't get it twisted. No homeless per person prefer to lay on cold ground and rock pillar. No homeless person love to be wet and cold in the rain. No homeless person love to be exposed to the elements where people come and laugh at them and throw rocks at them and things. No homeless person wish to be in that place. But I saw that this morning. And the Lord revealed to me that the church itself can turn that entire situation around and become a refuge for the homeless right there. And the Lord showed me that it's time for at least that church to grow. It's time for you to build. It's time for you to, to come out of that and come into what God has promised you. Your promised land is already paid for. All that you're supposed to have, God has already made a way for it. You just have to receive it. And I'm talking directly to the church because you, you need a new building. You need a new sanctuary. You need a new house in order to praise God. So many of the old saints still there has given all that they have in order for something new to come, something beautiful to come 
I'm telling you this morning, the Lord showed me where he want to build. He want to build. He want to, he want, he want to do something remarkable, ex exceptionally beyond anything you could imagine. God got a new building with already paid for, got the land already set aside. He showed me all of that. And he said that where those men slept, is a place of a refuge that people can be fed. You can turn that into something to help the homeless, feed the homeless, and change this city, at least change that hill in which you have claimed for so long. The Lord says it's time to build. So when I seen it, I didn't want to go into it because I haven't had any intentions of coming back. But I want you to know something. God says all that you need he have, he's ready to do it right now. He's willing to change the dynamic of the situation so that you don't have to even think about where and how. He's got that already laid out. If you just trust and believe, God say he'll do it this morning. Thank you for listening to me and my, and my personal rant on what God tell me when I see some things. I cannot help myself. I got to tell it. I got to share it. I got to say it. I got to be about God's business because God doesn't want his children to be suffering, to live any less than this old wicked world is living. I know these people are wasting and throwing away money right across the street and millions and millions of dollars being wasted. But God said he wants to do something for the church. He want to bless the church. I'm just standing in agreement with you. That's all. God said he's going to bless you. I'm believing him. I'm believing that. I'm believing it. I'm believing it for you this morning, church. I'm believing it for you this morning. If you would, there's a word from the Lord today. We have a few minutes left, and I want to share something with you. The book of Mark, shortest book in the gospel, the four gospels, shortest book, probably the first book that was written. A lot of the other books copy their information from Mark's gospel, John Mark. Let's start at the ninth, in the ninth chapter. Let's look at the 14th verse and let's read just a little. And when he came, and, and, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and a scribe questioning with them. And straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running toward him, they saluted him. And he said unto the scribe, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude and answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit, and, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, he foams and gnashes at the teeth, and pins away. And I spake to your disciples, and they, they could not cast them out. They just didn't. They couldn't do it. They weren't able to do it. And then the 19th verse, he says this. And Jesus answered them by saying, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and walloped and foaming at the mouth. And he asked his father, 
Jesus would have done this. He says, how long is it ago since this came upon him? And the father said, and when he was a child, oftentimes he cast him in the fire and in the water to destroy him. Then the father turned to Jesus and says these words, if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe all things, if thou canst believe, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe it. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together and rebuked the foul spirit, and he saying unto him, this is what Jesus said unto that spirit in the boy. Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out, tore him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that the many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciple asked him, why couldn't we do this? And Jesus said, this come, this kind come by fasting and praying. Now listen to me. Let me say something to you before this radio uh, broadcast go off. Now, the strange thing about this passage of Scripture in the book of Luke, the ninth chapter, the deaf and dumb spirit is a spirit that cannot speak and cannot hear, but yet when Jesus spoke to it, it heard every word Jesus said, and immediately it responded, but it did what it always do. It tries to kill, it tries to steal, and it tries to destroy. And what it was doing to that child was trying to kill him, trying to steal his future, trying to destroy his sanity, trying to drive him crazy. But Jesus cast him out. Now, the people really didn't believe, and they said the boy was dead after the spirit left him because he must have been very still and quiet. But Jesus reached down and grabbed him by his hand, and I believe it was his right hand, because Jesus healing someone in that manner, in that state, would instantly offer him an opportunity to be a disciple, a carrier of the good news in which they just experienced. So I believe Jesus offered him the right hand of fellowship, and the boy became a great preacher. Now listen to me. The homeless folks I was talking about this morning... All they need is to be prayed for. The saints need to fast. And we need to cry out to the Lord. Yet we think we believe. Yet we have an assurance in ourselves that we know all things. There's a little bit missing because just like the father who had some form of faith, he had a bit of faith. He cried out with all he had. He said, Father, I believe, Jesus. I believe, Jesus. Jesus, I believe, but help thou my unbelief because I'm feeling in myself I have some doubt somewhere else I would have already been able to have this thing done. Your disciples and I would have been able to do it. So the evidence is clear, Jesus. We have not enough faith to cast this demon out of this boy. So if you will as God come into our rescue and, and saints let me say this to you this morning 
unbelief is nothing but rejecting that that you believe and discredit. When you discredit it, that's unbelief. And you just, what it means is you just don't believe. You don't think what is real is true. You found a way to deny yourself the most precious evidence that you yourself has been transformed. You yourself has been born again. You yourself has been Holy Ghost filled. You yourself has been given somewhere to live, taken out of darkness, put into a healthy and a, and, and a peaceful environment. You have a house. You have clothes. You have cars. But yet you don't believe for the homeless I challenge you this morning, if you were to reach out to the Lord and admit the fact, Lord, I have fallen somewhere and I've not come to you with the faith in which I had when you saved me. I believe intercessory prayer today is the church primary function. Edification is great. We need to continue to learn and encourage one another. And saints need to do all these great things to make the church what it should be. But if you don't pray for folks, you're missing the mark because God cannot hear welfare programs. Lord, help me this morning. I had some dear souls call me last night and they wanted prayer. And I prayed with them. Some was sick. Some was dealing with housing problems. Some were dealing with domestic problems. They called me. And one lady said, Pastor Rulich, I don't know where to turn. And I immediately started to pray because I know where she should turn. I know who she should turn too, and I know how she should turn, but her faith is weak. Mine ought to be strong. And I lifted my voice and I prayed with her on that phone. And I said, Lord Jesus, if you could do anything tonight, help us, Father. And if our faith is weak, Father, which more than likely it is, please, God, help our unbelief. Give us the strength, give us the faith that we need to come together, as you said, in this same book of Mark, touching and agreeing on any one thing, believing it, Father, and you said you would do what? You would answer that prayer. Not only will you answer it, God, you say you personally would join in with it, God. And right now, Father, I'm asking you, please, Jesus, help those two homeless men laying on that concrete porch this morning. Please, Lord Jesus. I know a pastor's not there, but I saw them. Help them now, God. They had a mother and a father somewhere. They may have children somewhere. They may have cousins and sisters and brothers they haven't seen in a long time in their right mind. And Lord, if you were to help them, God, the whole family would know not only that you are God, but even that that they gave up on, Father, this morning, you can do. You can restore. You can renew. They're out there homeless, Jesus, in the rain. Lord, I thank you that it's not winter anymore. At least they're not cold. But, Lord, you can help them right now. You told me to lift my voice. 
just as the father did in this passage of scripture. He cried, Master, please help us. If you can do anything, help us. Our son is tormented. And Jesus, being God, already knew that the devil had to go. Wherever your faith is, that's enough for Jesus. Wherever your mind is, that's enough for Jesus. Wherever your heart is, that's enough for Jesus. You could be in a nightclub. You could be anywhere. God got you. You could be in jail. You could be in the hospital. Wherever you are, that's enough for Jesus. If you turn to the Lord, he will turn to you. I'm trying to see why don't we take these folks back to the one that we went to. Lord, help us this morning. The church, help the church now. We're, of course, I often remember my mother and Bishop Jasper Roby and Erskine Farce. It would be early in the morning. Rita Franklin, Jane Cleveland would be singing Precious Memories. And my mother would be praying to a radio because Bishop Roby or Erskine Farce would be telling the listening audience, let's pray for those that cannot pray for themselves. When you don't know what to do, let's pray for those folks. Intercessory prayer, I believe, is the greatest prayer a saint can offer under the circumstances. There's a lot of folks hurting out here, Lord Jesus. There's a lot of folks homeless, Jesus. Lord, you said that you would have the poor. We would have the poor always. But you was here just a little while. But Lord, the good news is you left your Holy Spirit. You left the power, God, to change lives. How do I know? Because you changed my life. Lord, you brought me out of homelessness. You brought me out of insanity. You brought me out of drugs and alcohol and sin. God, this morning you can bring those folks out of crack, out of all kind of weird drugs and perversion. You can deliver them, God. I know you can. And Lord, I cry out to you with everything in me saying, please now, Lord Jesus, hear me. And help me. For your people need you this morning. I want to thank you. For that is already done. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Well on that woman he had pity. She ran back to the city. Full Faith International Ministries and Bishop Johnny Rutledge, thank you for tuning in today. You may contact Bishop Rutledge by phone at 770-865-6315. That's 770-865-6315. Or by email 
at drjlrutledge at aol.com. That's drjlrutledge at aol.com. Or on Facebook at Johnny Rutledge. Please mail all correspondence or contributions to Bishop Johnny Rutledge, 4002 Jeffers Point, Villarica, Georgia, 30180. To obtain a copy of Bishop Rutledge's book, The Will of Man, please visit Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or your local bookseller. This broadcast is heard every Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. and will repeat tonight at 10.30 p.m. You can listen live on our website at www.wyzeradio.com or right here on AM 1480 WYZE. Atlanta's Heritage Radio Station.